very very warm greeting to all you innocent looking but not innocent minded people who have joined me today on the first episode of Book Nooks and Pillow Talks. So I'm going to start this episode off with an introduction and why I started this podcast so you guys would be like updated on everything and then we're just going to go into the episode. I think it's going to be a good one. So I started this podcast as a result of one of those midnight bedtime scenarios that you lay on your pillow and you start making scenarios inside your head to fall asleep. And one of those scenarios just ended up with me thinking, so what if I just made a podcast and ranted off these scenarios or ranted off these pillow talks to the people out there who might actually be interested and that's how book nooks and pillow talks came to be i'm going to start this episode with the philosophy of one of the most loved and loathed book boyfriends of book talk If you make people fall in love with the darkest parts of you, there's nothing you can do that will scare them away. Um, It's Zaid Meadows, everybody, if anybody doesn't know that. Um, And I just thought, if I started my first episode on my first ever podcast talking about one of the most contradictional boyfriends, book boyfriends, of the book community, I'm saying one of them, okay? Don't just attack me because I didn't specify that and yeah so i thought okay what what if i started with this and i just tell them my opinions on this guy and whoever sticks around you know they wouldn't be very um surprised by the other things that might come their way when they listen to their to this podcast mostly i'm gonna talk about books and movies but anything is possible okay so just stick around and get ready So, Zaid Meadows, also known as Daddy Zaid or Daddy Meadows, who is one of the most contradictional book boyfriends of Book Talk and the entire book community. For those who have read it, if you've read uh, *Haunting Adeline*, because you already know a little about Zaid, you can all uh, either actually like him easier or liking him is gonna get more difficult for you because i don't know the first impression matters okay how did you get to know him was it a very nice and um very informative reel that he had on your for you page or was it like something deprived and like dark so you know it's all your opinion all how you got the first impression i personally started it because of the gun scene and If you've started it also because of the gun scene, hi, and you're insane. But don't worry, so am I. For those of you who don't know, I'm just gonna really, really, like, quickly give you a whole overview on what you should expect from the gun scene. So, as you all know, this side of Bookstagram community or BookTok community really, really is uh, perverted, okay? So, take your mark from there and just have a whole idea of what the gun scene actually means and for those 
who need a little bit more information this is a stalker romance and a very 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 dark romance i should just elaborate okay this is an opinion of mine if you read dark romance okay tell me if you agree with this i want to know your opinion i just want to know if i'm not the only crazy one here there is a mild dark romance and then there's like a dead ass dark romance okay mild dark romance like i don't know twisted games the predator or fierce king lessons uh, for corruption you know by gianna darling all of, all of those they have their morally gray men you enjoy them but there's a little bit of like normalcy to it like i don't know there is something there that just isn't as dark as the others and then there's the dead ass dark romance ones and that's like this cat and the mouse duet the lords of pain series still beating by jennifer hartman oh my god that book literally killed me and i guess does it hurt because it's also by hd carlton and as far as i know that is also a very dark romance that one too okay in my opinion these two are like different types of dark romance and the reason why is because like the the dark dark romances give you goosebumps every two chapters like the way the authors describe stuff or the way the authors have the plot like lined up just gives you goosebumps throughout the whole book and not like the lovey-dovey kind the butterflies that you get when you're reading like twisted games and christian is like oh i just shot a man in the head because he touched her he touched stella or whatever they give you the goosebumps of that come from anger anxiety and fear that's the kind of goosebumps you get when you read the star romances books and frankly i feel like that's the best kind in these in this genre Okay, I'm not saying any of the books that I ranted off in the mild dark ones are bad books or shouldn't be named as dark books. That that's absolutely not what I'm saying. They are dark. They have their moments and they're amazing books. I gave 5 stars to almost all of them. But we have to accept that some dark romance books are darker than some other ones. This is I guess it's a very easy thing to accept. So the first thing that you should know is that this one is a dead ass dark romance book. Like you should be like mentally prepared to start haunting Adeline and hunting Adeline. Also, I would like to like point out again that anything you hear in this podcast that I give opinions about, I'm absolutely not qualified to give opinions about most of them. If I did, I would tell you. So like entirely my thoughts nothing is actually research or anything you know tell me your opinions too because i want to hear them i want to like discuss them in this podcast so if you think uh zade meadows is a sexual assaulter i want to know that too and i want you to tell me why because now i'm going to start really really ranting off it's a very hard topic to like discuss in the first episode of my podcast but as i said in the beginning and the philosophy just i'm going to show ev- all of my ugly parts so that i hope you're going to like the next episodes and if you've listened thus far thank you i love you welcome and e- you have entered at your own risk i have no responsibility over what you're going to like listen to from here on okay is aid a sexual assaulter now um 
very hard question, but there are some ground things that we need to cover that H.D. Uh, Carlton very kindly warned us several times in the beginning of the book that this man you're reading about is not a good person. I'm telling you that. Please do not come to me and say why I have read, uh, read a man, a boyfriend like this. Okay, guys, we have to accept this. We made him a book boyfriend. Us Zaid stands made him a book boyfriend. Not everyone is supposed to like Zaid. The author says herself it, that this man is a bad man. Okay, we have to accept that. So, yes, were his methods very, very weird and fear-inducing? Yes, they were. But here, here is where things get a little bit twisted and ugly. Adeline is not a normal FMC that we see in everyday dark romance or romance books. We have to agree. Fear gets this girl going. It turns her on. So, aside from the adrenaline that is released in both fear and during sex, Adeline gets the oxytocin and the serotonin that is um, released in intercourse. Also, when she's afraid, that's why she goes to all those Halloween, like, haunted houses and watches horror movies and starts, like, I don't know, she talks, she wants to see the ghosts in the house. Like, she's like the girl in the horror movies that, like, should sometimes die first because they're so curious to see what's out there. That's Adeline Riley for you, our beloved FMC. So when you talk about how Zaid has a twisted mind, when you read through Haunting Adeline, Addie, my girl, also has kind of a twisted mind, okay? I'm not saying she asked for it, but I am saying that she did follow the fear that came from her stalker. So we can't just go ahead and say that there t- uh, she was a normal person and then Zaid came along and all of that happened. She had some of her craziness as well. And we dig that. We dig them. We dig Zaid. We love them. And in their own world, they just make it work. And it's amazing to read about. And then we come to the fact that um, the first book, you have mixed feelings. I had mixed feelings. I'm just going to talk about myself. I had so many mixed feelings in the first book. When I ended the first book, I still had uh, mixed feelings because I really liked Zaid. But some of the things he did, I was like, okay, these are not morally acceptable for me. Why am I liking this shit? And I had the whole mixed feelings stuff about, like, should I hate him because he kind of forced himself into Adeline's life? And then came crashing the second book. Spoiler alert, okay, I'm gonna have like a lot of spoilers in this book, okay, in this podcast, just be prepared for that. If you really want to read these books with like complete an open mind and just not knowing anything, don't listen any further. Adeline gets kidnapped in the second book, okay, she goes into one of those cartel, um, I don't know, one of those like girl trafficking houses that train girls to become whores like obedient yes man whores and Zaid goes completely John Wick after his dog was killed on every single person 
who knew a single thing about Ad or had a single thing to do with Adeline getting captured. The thing that I enjoyed the most about reading while his whole spree of killing people was the tortures. If that makes me a sick person, so be it. I am sick because I just, I don't know. Guys, he has a machine that restarts the heart every time it stops beating. So every time a person dies, he restarts that heart with electricity. Like he has an illegal self-made pacemaker in his like torture house or whatever you want to call it so that he can kill someone over and over that's like genius i'm not saying that everybody should have one or anything it's just genius who has ever thought about having something like that and his torture methods are just amazing i because the people he tortures have done some very stupid bad wild terrifyingly horrible things i just love seeing them die the same terrible way but zade my man i'm disappointed at you because you should have done something extremely wild and deprived the person who assaulted your girlfriend several times in that godforsaken hell house and you didn't and like to those who uh, have read the book the person i'm talking about is roko i absolutely hated him like i have never felt this amount of hate toward a character after i read about roko like this man was i want to kill him i want to say to just give me the opportunity to kill him because he just died with the pain of a crossbow and a bullet and that's just unacceptable in my opinion seriously if you wanted my you know thoughts on that zaid i had some very satisfying ways to torture him which included cutting off a piece of his a very specific or- organ of his and shoving it up his ass as you sliced him open just how addy got you know sliced open when he- her other assaulter came into the picture guys some very depraved things happen in that book and like i'm sometimes when you read about that stuff you think that um maybe there could be a very unbelievably high possibility that these things are actually happening in the real world because we, we know bad people exist in the real world and and there's no zate meadows to save them and that's just the sad thing to think about I made this very sad for a second. But I'm going to talk about something else now. Something that H.G. Carlton just... I don't know if she does it intentionally or not, but I dig it anyways. After Adeline was saved and she came back home, because they were, like, training these girls to become very, like, obedient people, and Adeline was just trying to survive, right? So she had to listen. She had to be in those lessons and everything. Uh, and one of the things that they taught them was like to apologize immediately for anything even if it wasn't their fault and also ask for permission for like literally anything even unbuttoning their master's pants or whatever which deprived like i know i get it i know it's a terrible thing you have to be so mentally prepared to read this book it's completely fucked up okay just be prepared don't just jump into it don't think you'll enjoy it you need mentalities like 
different kinds of mentalities to start this book. Anyways, so after she gets rescued, she's back home, but she still has the signs of those lessons that take resident in her mind. So like sometimes she apologizes for things that are literally not her fault or she asks for permission from Zaid or whatever. And even though neither Adeline or Zaid ever mention it in the book that like these lessons have like affected her, you see as Adeline builds her self-confidence and self-esteem again, those stupid ass apologies stop or those stupid permissions just stop coming to view and it's uh, it's so amazing to like witness that and uh, because i kind of read the book the second book in a in a day i was like mentally completely like uh, updated about everything and i just followed everything through and i remembered everything that had happened in the book so i was like oh my god this is a very interesting thing to like see here that adeline is apologizing for this stuff and then slowly seeing that she didn't and also slowly seeing that Zaid, my beautiful, beautiful Zaid, was so respectful and like so supportive of every single step she took toward self like reconstruction again. He like gave her space whenever he need whenever she needed it. He like gave her anything she wanted he helped her through every nightmare and everything that she needed without questioning her and the second book is where you literally realize the difference between Zaid and all of those disgusting pieces of shit that existed in all through the book all of those vile twisted and sick men that did stupidly stupidly horrifying things to women and children that you just thought is this where humanity is just going because like these people could be real okay and is this where we were seriously going because that's like fucked up and you come and tell me that zaid is going to hell yeah of course he is he's probably designed his penthouse that he's gonna own up there because he's like best friends best buddies with the fucking devil that's not the fact here. He saved numerous women and children, and he's going to save numerous women and children until he, the day he dies. And even if he's going to hell, well, I hope he goes and puts his throne next to the devil, because that man, for all intents and purposes, is a hero. He is the very dark version of Tony Stark, in my opinion. He, I, I just loved everything that uh, he did for the humanity that existed in these two books and Zaid is an angel a fallen angel a very deprived and dirty minded angel but an angel nonetheless he's very close friends with the devil you know that kind of angel and to soothe all those questions you have about how uh, if Zaid is like a good person or if if this thing that he did is acceptable or if it looks like forgivable or anything, H.G. Carlton has kindly provided you all the answers to your questions by Zaid, my man himself, in the book. So basically, when Adeline was like thinking about something, you were probably thinking about that too. And when Adeline asked it, you probably got your answer too. 
And Zade Meadows never gives excuses. He has a rational reason or rational explanation for everything he does. Like, he has thought about this a lot. He has thought about the question people might ask him probably every day when he was in the shower. And he has an answer for every single argument that comes his way. It's, I don't know, the man is prepared and it's very satisfying to watch that. So when you read the book, you you can easily wait for those questions to appear. Even if not answered in the first book, you'll have your answer in the second book and you can live a happy life loving or love-hating Zaid as much as you want. I want to know though, seriously guys, come on, hit me with your opinions. What what do you think of Zaid? Like, I don't know, I personally wouldn't want him to be like my boyfriend or my, you know, significant other. But some aspects of him I would love. Like for example, he's a computer genius. Um, That, that particular torture mas- machine of his, that pacemaker, I really want it. Like guys, you don't know, I read about it and I just thought, oh my god, this is... To be able to kill a person over and over again. I just, I don't know, I like it. Because in other books, okay, in some other dark romance books, you've heard like these book boyfriends make those threats that make your heart flutter. Okay, and they're like, sometimes they include, I'll kill you over and over again and into the next life I'm gonna like, you know, um, torture you to hell or whatever. You know, those kinds of threats that you hear. Well, you know, like... That's never going to happen in, like, real life. But Zayn Middle just thought, well, why the fuck not? I'm going to make a pacemaker so I can kill him every time he uh, gets killed. And then, you know, I'll have my dream come true. And I'm like, okay, man, problem solved. And I love that. So, yeah, I would like to have his torture machine or at least see it once in my life. And, guys, the second book and part two of the second book... The amount of annotations on Zaid Meadows' like amazing, heartwarming, and like this dopamine releasing quotes about how much I- uh, his love for Adeline is. God, I mean, like, men should learn. Even if you're not going to scour the whole world, the whole country, and kill everyone in your way to get to me, at least learn to talk. Okay, learn to talk like him, you little shit. Because that man, like I, I mark those annotations with red and uh, red annotations, and the amount of red at the side of the book is just proves to you all how much this guy just knows his way around words. And if a man can't achieve even that, so what what use does he have? Like, dude, read a book or two, learn two nice things. And then we can, like, be friends. We can spend time together. And then I'll see if those words are enough for me to, like, stay with you or whatever. Yeah, so Zayn Meadows, everybody, and my opinions of him. I love him. He is a fastidious uh, killer. And, like, he's very, you know, precise about it. That's what I mean by that. And as the woman in Sherlock Holmes says... Brainy is the new sexy, and Zayd Meadows is a genius, so um, why shouldn't we like him? That is the end of my rant for this episode. 
this was the first episode, guys. I hope you liked it. DM me in Instagram with your opinions. I will read all of them. And I will read them in the podcast as well. And I'm going to answer all of them. I'm going to bring my non-qualified arguments to all of them. Or agreements. Whatever you send me. I would love to hear them. I would love to like see how your mind works. If you're as insane as me. Or if you're as crazy as me. Or maybe crazier than me. I want us to meet and exchange craziness. So um, send me your opinions and I am so excited for you guys to like contact me and hear about everything you have to say. Have a great day or night and see you until the next time you have my voice inside your head.